Thanks for downloading the audio podcast of this week's sermon. We pray you'll be blessed and encouraged with the words you hear. The phrase or, or, or what I would like you to take away after the message this morning is the privilege the privilege of our inheritance. We've talked a lot this morning uh, through different ways about boundaries, about boundary lines. Um, when William was talking and reading from uh, Deuteronomy and talking about uh, the period of time that the Israelites took uh, to go from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, that should have been a short journey, of course, uh, and it ended up they just went round and round and round in circles. They didn't get to the promised land. They didn't receive their inheritance when they should have. We even were listening for a few moments there about Nepal and we were considering perhaps even there within that country and the, the boundary lines within that country and everything that's happening there and we thank God for that. And so folks, I really want us to consider the privilege of our inheritance this morning that we will find within our boundary line. So if you'll turn with me, please, just for a few moments to Psalm 16. It's quite a short psalm, and we're going to, we're going to look at it, and we're going to read uh, what God has to say there. It's 12, 11 verses in total, so if you'll turn with me, please, and uh, we will just hear what God's Word has to say to us this morning. Psalm 16 and verse 1 Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied who hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer nor take up their names on my lips. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen or the boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places, delightful places, beautiful places. Yes, I have a, a great inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in shoal, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so, of course, verse six is our, our, our key verse. It's our verse of focus for the next couple of hours. You caught that OK? I think I've said it before that I'm a huge fan of Dragon's Den. I don't know what you like. I don't know if you follow it or watch it. But in the current series, there came into the den a, a trio of second-hand luxury designer 
clothes traders. They go by the name of Lux Collective. There's two brothers from Liverpool called Ben and Joe Gallagher and another partner, another business partner. And so their business is a designer goods resale platform. And so they asked the Dragons for £100,000 for 2% of their business, valuing their business at £5 million. Stephen Bartlett, who would be one of the newer Dragons to the den, offered them all of the money, £100,000, for 3% of their business, valuing it at, what's that, about £3.3 million, on paper anyhow. So the brothers and the business partner were ecstatic and they went to the wall. They went to the back of the room and they discussed it among themselves. If you watched it, you know what happens. And they came back and one of the guys said this. He said that it took them all of three seconds to verbally sign the contract. Well, can I say this? It took much less than three seconds for God to sign the contract for our salvation. He signed it in a heartbeat when Jesus died on the cross. See, the Bible, and in particular the Old Testament, is big on partnership. It's big on partnership between God and man. It's big on contracts, both verbally and in writing. And it's really big into covenants. We serve a a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping God. It's God giving his word on something which is binding, unchanging, and everlasting. But God is also big on establishing boundaries. He's big on giving possession and marking territories, as we read this morning already about the promised land. And he's very big into showing us the greatness and the riches of, in King David's words, our beautiful inheritance. God is big into all of these really important aspects of our relationship which reflect the long-term commitment, the consistent love and grace and mercy that God shows to us as people. So when Israel had conquered Canaan, the Lord assigned each tribe a portion of land to each tribe apart from Levi. Levi's inheritance was the Lord. We find that in Joshua 13. Each inherited section of Canaan was carefully allocated and marked. Measuring lines were specifically each tribe, clan, and family owned, and each lot received a landmark that was permanent. Deuteronomy 19 tells us that the people were prohibited from moving these landmarks. The verse commands, you shall not move your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set in the inheritance that you will hold in the land that the Lord your God has given you. So continuing his celebration from the prior verse in Psalm 16 verse 5, David rejoices that his inheritance had fallen to him in pleasant Places He views his inheritance as a beautiful gift from God. Believers too have this beautiful inheritance as a gift from God. We read that in Ephesians 1 and verse 11. Salvation is the front door into our inheritance. God celebrates with us as we accept from him 
the free gift of salvation and he, he flings wide open the door of our beautiful heritage. We were singing earlier about, about heaven's door and about the Holy Spirit coming upon us and resting upon us as we worship and as we praise him. You see, the contract has been signed. The covenant has been sealed. The church is secure and as Christians we are strengthened all because God is in a covenant relationship with us. He has opened the door of salvation. We have been ushered into a meaningful and a lasting relationship with Jesus and into the joy of our delightful inheritance. In a past life when we were doing well in business and all was rosy in the garden, so to speak. We lived in an exclusive small gated development of six individual houses. And we lived at the, the bottom of this beautiful park. Each house, just like your own, would have its clearly marked and specified boundary and, uh, on its title deeds. However, there was one major drawback with where we lived. We had to drive through or drive over the ground and the ownership of our neighbours' houses to get to our particular property. And this is called, in law, a right of way. Most of you have heard of that, I'm sure. And it's a legal right. It's binding. It's established by grant from a landowner to pass along a specific route or path, and it offers protection for all parties involved. And in reality, without going into the details, it's not as simple as going from A to B. It was actually a nightmare. And I'm sure anyone who is here this morning or who is listening online who has had to use or you're currently using a right of way will know that it's far from straightforward. The farming community in particular will no doubt be aware of difficulties involved. In fact, only yesterday I met a guy who um, he had told me about a year or so ago that he had bought a site. It's near the Mays prison. And we were chatting with him and I said, well, how's the house going? Or, Have you built it yet? Are you in it yet? He says, no, the, the, uh, the deal didn't go through. I says, well, what happened? Well, he says there was a problem with the deeds. There was a problem with the boundary lines. He says, and if we were to have proceeded, we would actually in law have been trespassing some issue with the Mays prison. He didn't go into it. So for him and his wife, the boundary lines certainly had not fallen in pleasant places as far as that site was concerned. Boundary lines are important. Contracts are essential. But it's often about perspective more than anything else because quite often different people see things in different ways. We view things subjectively based on our own personal experience and feelings and opinions. I don't know if you've heard the story of the two shoe salesmen. It's quite hard to say that, actually. A shoe salesman was sent to Africa to assess the potential size of the shoe market. After a short while, the office received a fax saying, it shows you how long ago it was, he says, I'm coming home. Nobody here wears shoes. A short time later, another salesman was appointed, sent by the same company to the same region. And when he arrived within no time whatsoever, 
another fax came through to headquarters and it said this in capital letters. It said, send me thousands of shoes as soon as possible because nobody here wears shoes. One saw the size of the problem. The other one saw the size of the potential. It's definitely all about perspective. It's like these two women who boarded a a TransLink bus that Mark Miller was driving recently. Two women were found to be fighting in a bus over the last available seat. The conductor had already tried on successfully to intervene when the bus driver, Mark Miller, shouted to the conductor, just let the ugly one take the seat. Both women stood for the rest of the journey. (laughs) Argument done. Good one, Mark. Tactful as ever. It's all about how you view yourself or the situation around you. Our world and our nations are based on clearly defined boundaries and borders. And that's all fine and good until a dictator wakes up one morning and decides over his bowl of cornflakes that his country should have a slice of his neighbour's Land. History is riddled with examples both ancient and modern. Historical kingdoms, the likes of the Roman Empire, the Ottomans, the British Empire, of course, the Spanish Empire, just to name but a few, all flexed their military muscles and expanded their rule and their reign into foreign lands. Of course, in modern times, we saw the like of Saddam Hussein, who wanted Iraq to claim Kuwait as its own. Right now, as we speak, Vladimir Putin had sent in his Russian special forces to annex the territory of Crimea from Ukraine to claim it as its own. And that was just for starters. You know all about that. Then there's the age old issue of the Jewish Arab conflict, which is thousands of years in dispute, dating way back to Abrahamic times. And of course, we all know how it sadly manifested itself again a a few months ago when Hamas savagely attacked Israel from their territory in Gaza. And we all know full too well the, the devastation that has resulted from that. Of course, our own little province, which we love so much, has not been immune to years of disputes and disagreements either. It's little wonder when you think about it that Jesus spoke continually about loving your neighbor. Back to the Bible, what what does the Bible have to say about our inheritance? King David, the Apostle Paul and Peter are only some of the great Bible characters who talk about our beautiful inheritance that God has promised to those who believe in him. Peter has this to say, that we have been born again into an inheritance that is imperishable, that is undefiled, unfading, and is reserved in heaven for you and for me. Psalm 16 and verse 6 says the lines, the boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a delightful or a beautiful inheritance. If you're making notes this morning, you're welcome to make a few notes from that. Don't worry, we're not going to be preaching a a five-point sermon this morning after a 20-minute introduction like last week. We just want to focus this morning on the fact of the privilege of our inheritance as believers. 
This one amazing statement, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places and surely I have a delightful inheritance. I just wonder, folks, and Willie was really good this morning around the table where he asked us to spend a period of time in reflection and in contemplation just before we, we took the emblems. And when we reflect upon our our relationship with Jesus, do we really realize how truly blessed we are? Do we really realize how blessed we are as the children of God and as the family of God? The incredible privilege and blessings that falls within our boundaries that emanates from the fullness and the riches of our salvation. It results in the gift of our delightful Inheritance. The boundary lines, states the psalmist, have fallen for me in pleasant places. Now, David could say this not because his circumstances were always perfect and not because his life was always trouble free, not at all, far from it. He could say it in spite of his situation, which was often filled with wars and strife. And struggles. He could say it in the bottom of the valley and he could say it in the presence of his enemies as we read in Psalm 23. And so you could be saying to me this morning under your breath, you could be saying, Paul, the boundary lines have not fallen for me in pleasant places because you really don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what my health is like. You don't know what my situation is like. You don't know what I'm going through. My family, my job, my finances, my whatever. My future is so uncertain. So how can you say to me that I'm so blessed and the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant place when it doesn't feel that way? King David said that despite his circumstances. Because he was fully confident that God was with him in covenant relationship and he was with him every step of the way. So folks, I'm conscious this morning that there's been a lot of information this morning. I don't want to preach a long sermon to you, but as I conclude this morning, I want to say that there are no back doors on God. There are no back doors in God. God or with God. Now, when we say that that someone has no back doors, you probably understand the terminology. It means that they're honest. Oh my goodness, there's no back doors in him. Did you hear what he said to me? They will give it to you right between the eyes. They'll give you an honest opinion. They'll give it to you direct to the point. They'll be totally transparent and honest with you. Their word can be relied upon 100%. They hold no secrets. Well, this is God to a T. Because he is always and forever with us. And, and he speaks directly to us through his word. And through prayer and through our situations and through our circumstances. This is our salvation to a T. Which is our free gift from God and of God because of his great mercy and his grace upon our lives. And this is our amazing and our bountiful inheritance to a tea, which is safely reserved in heaven for 
you, I think if I go back a couple, I might get that verse up again. That we have been born again into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading and reserved in heaven for you. You can't get any better than that. What about our crown of righteousness that is promised to every believer who will finish the course, who will finish the race? Our great and our glorious inheritance, our reward for faithfully following Jesus. Our inheritance, which is the most generous gift from the ever-giving and ever-bountiful hand of God, waiting in heaven for us, waiting in the kingdom of heaven for us to one day lay our hands upon. But folks, our inheritance isn't just pie in the sky when you die. Our inheritance isn't just when we receive our reward in heaven. Our inheritance is here and now. When Israel crossed the Jordan and it claimed the promised land for its own, its inheritance was for the having there and then. So yes, our inheritance is now and our inheritance is what we wait for. It is reserved personally for you and for me in our beautiful new heavenly home. An inheritance that nobody can take away from us. Nobody will snatch or steal or rob you of your inheritance. It can't be tainted. It can't be marred. It can't spoil and it can't fade away. It's ours, it's yours, and it's mine, and it is ours for keeps. Kept safe, securely locked up in heaven's safety box with our name written on the lid. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance, declares the greatest king that Israel ever had. Folks, quote it, believe it, and live by it. And go from here in the joy of knowing that you are such a privileged people. You are a privileged person because of that wonderful, beautiful, bountiful, delightful inheritance that you're living in right now and that you will also have as your reward that day when we meet the Lord Jesus face to face. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like any more information, have a look at our website at www.ballymoneyelam.com.